everyone welcome to the dev dump perhaps the number one podcast for indie game development and other trash like that uh whether you're new to game dev or just love gaming you're in the right place i'm gigas and i'm joined by the boys bargy polymars and reese jeffrey why did i mess up your name welcome guys <laughs> reese you need to change your it's name okay man we can't be having yeah yeah we'll, this we'll see is, what happens this you needs know. to happen uh, yeah, we'll do, we're gonna have to discuss that. We'll get the legal we'll get the legal papers out later. Yeah, for sure. But okay, before we even do this, I know we all know each other, um, but we should probably kind of introduce ourselves. If you're just some random person on the internet, these with weird names like Goodgis. Um, so I'm Goodgis, and I am a full time graph designer uh, that's trying to become a full time game dev. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, and I talk about things like scope creep all the time. That's it. That's all I ever think about, really um and that's pretty much it i just work on games in my free time and i love doing it okay i'm bargy i am not a full-time graphic designer um uh, i'm currently uh at school i'm studying computer science uh and i make videos just on pretty much everything uh mainly challenges sometimes i make some unity games yeah just having fun with it really that's about it all right, so you probably already know me because I'm like famous, but I guess I'm also a student. I guess I'm like an aspiring game developer, kind of just like learning how to code by making games and talking about them on YouTube. Guys, I'm Reese, and uh, I guess technically I'm a full-time developer slash freelance artist. Um, that's just what I do, but... Uh... I don't know yeah i'm developing a game called monster tribe right now and i just do freelance pixel art stuff so yeah make sure to wish yeah. this monster tribe wish on list. Steam. Oh, i was gonna say <laughs> wish list Thanks, monster guys. tribe on Thanks, uh, steam his last name is Geoffroy, not jeffrey Geoffroy. no no Geoffroy. no no let's clear this up <laughs> on the dev I dump channel joffrey actually on the dev dump channel is joffrey <laughs> <laughs> anywhere else yeah reese joffrey yeah that's okay, it. i could be i can go by jeffrey or joffrey yeah that's that's, that's your that's it on the dev dump we don't want to confuse the viewers <laughs> wow <laughs> all right um i have a question for you guys Ooh, let's start with oh start boy. with you good guess <laughs> uh, i want to know what are your end goals in terms of game development like where do you see yourself going what is like full time where's like the the peak for you that you eventually want to get to you know um i think my end goal is probably to have a studio and to do less of the grunt work <laughs> um mm -hmm. i already have a, a studio called Fearth, and we have about eight people in it um and i would love to actually start employing them and paying them and we're, it's actually awesome because of because of youtube and because of um you know growing on itch.io and steam discord yeah. i've actually been able to start contracting people out and paying and that's a that's a cool thing so i guess you know having my own business uh would be the be the the goal down the road so yeah like what type of games do you want to make more like very small indie games like lots of little projects or like kind of a big one or what um basically my goal is to be like the new nintendo right. um you know nintendo i just uh, they're fantastic. Literally, there's no studio that really rivals Nintendo in their quality and the way that they innovate. And I just want to do that. Be the Nintendo of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> and yeah, there, I definitely want to uh, 
try more 3D stuff. Um, I'm really a big fan of like N64 style to like low res uh, 3D games. Um, eventually, I don't know. Eventually, I want to do some full scale games, but that's probably down the road when I have more free time and we, you know, more people are working full time for this. So, so is it is but, it like just just the polish of like Nintendo games that appeals, or is it more just like do you like like the style of game they make, like all the 3D Mario games and stuff? Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of everything, but I think most important is probably like the atmosphere of the game. Like the games just have yeah, for um, sure. lack of, like lack of a better term, like aesthetic. Um, they just have so much charm. Um, and even growing up, I have a lot of nostalgia towards the games. Um, they just feel safe. Like sometimes you play an indie game, and you're not sure if like a decapitated head is gonna fall off <laughs> out of the, out of the blue. Like I get that. Nintendo, I get that. You, <laughs> you know that's not gonna happen. It's just like safe polished experience like if you find a bug in a nintendo game uh it's it's rare yeah, something's gone severely yeah. wrong i i definitely agree with that though like with nintendo games i remember um mario galaxy 2 was a big one for me whenever i play that game is i'm, I'm like transferred to another world like i nothing about real life is is bothering me you know like i am completely focused on that nintendo game like they definitely yeah, have just, like a yeah i get that too it's like, like a fever dream kind of yeah yeah <laughs> It's, I think it's it's just the music, the atmosphere, the art. They really do a great job of like establishing the lore. Like it's really weird too, just like a plumber running around. Like it, like if you think about it, he does everything they except build. for actual plumbing. But yeah. it just it just has this charm that you know not a whole lot of franchises kind of share. Yeah, they've got a lot of like signature things as well. Nintendo, like you know, like the pipe, the mushrooms. Like there's a lot of like there's a lot of like, i don't know what I'm everything's to say. an icon yeah yeah everything's there's so many icon. like icons with yeah. nintendo like you see that and you're like lots of stuff i can steal from my own games exactly i know <laughs> i know that's that's one thing i want to do they're, they're great at franchising everything mm-hmm. um and think about it, they invented like half of the genre game genres that exist yeah um so that's one thing i would love to do as well as like try to create a franchise of characters like you know that like the classic old like sonic the hedgehog mario uh, i don't know yeah. bubsy no. <laughs> <Not funny. laughs> yeah, I love that like seventies, eighties era of like arcade machine games. Like, you know, Donkey Kong, Centipede, Asteroids, even if they're not just Nintendo, that like vibe of just old games. Is this just something about it? Yeah, I, and maybe it was because back in the day, like there was less games, so it was easier to make a franchise. I feel like now everyone has a character. Yeah. And it's so generic because there's like ten thousand characters based off of one single animal so it's like nothing stands out but um i don't know that's that's the goal that's the dream if i can do it we'll see stay tuned let's see all right what about you jacob what's like your end goal i mean i guess for me like game development has just been kind of like a way for me to learn to code because like i've never like done that in school or anything and i guess i just want to keep learning things like maybe in like a few years i just see myself like being better at coding and still making cool projects on youtube maybe on twitch just grow a following and i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah back nice and laid back no structure like well not no structure but uh, yeah i guess i'm different like i don't really see myself making like commercial games but like i don't know who knows i definitely agree with you though on on learning to program by making games like if there's any advice i could give to someone learning to program it would be to make games because 
Oh, heck like, yeah. for sure, yeah. Because there's so many, like, avenues of programming, but none of them, I can guarantee you, none of them will, like, come close to the enjoyment and the reward you'll get from making a game. Like, you have to put in so little effort to get such a high reward out of it. It's just so addicting. And a lot of people who are trying to code are probably interested in video games as well, so it's a, it's a very yeah, big overlap. Like, for me, I, I really don't enjoy programming when it's not like a creative type of programming like you know, yeah like making me a neither. website yeah. or making a game like that's the stuff yeah, i actually enjoy something with like that visual feedback i get what you mean yeah oh. th there's definitely like two types of programming where like you could be like a back-end system admin or something where you're like or, or like working on something revolutionary but like really low level back-end sort of stuff or you could be working on something like creative where you're like making visuals with code like i definitely yeah I think there's something like stimulating side. about having like that visual feedback, like just being able to like type stuff and have like something come up on your screen. There's yeah. really nothing that's like similar in the sense that you make something from nothing really. Like games are really unique in that aspect. Yeah. Well, what I, mean, I, what I, I love about uh, game development specifically is that there's just, there's so many different skills involved. It's not just programming necessarily. Um, and I mean, you could you can build games towards different styles. Like if you're not an artist, you can, you know, make games that are just geometry. But yeah, yeah. there are other aspects. You know, you have all the sound design and and even even game design. Like I think uh, when when we did that game jam, Jacob, um, I was mm. just having so much fun. I didn't make the game like at all. You know, like coding wise, I didn't make it at all. But uh, you know, working on the art and working on the actual levels of the game and, and trying to think of puzzles to like how to introduce the player to certain mechanics or hazards. Um, I think that stuff is where for me, like the real like fun stuff comes in. Um, you have to kind of think in a, in a different way. Uh, yeah, it like pushes your skills in so many different areas, like even in ways where it's like unexpected. And you can yeah, always just sure. keep improving. It's really cool. I think, yeah. yeah. There's just so many different areas of game development. It's almost like writing a book where you, when you have to world build. But think about it, in games, you, you write, you make characters, you program, you make art, you make music, you do all these things. You think about all these different elements, game design, and really you don't get that experience. Like, you know, doing front-end web development, yeah, you get to see your progress on the screen, but it's not, you're not creating characters, you're not telling a story. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess unless you're making like some interactive web novel thing or something, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it is yeah. by far the easiest way to, uh, I don't know, to feel good about yourself with programming. Yeah. To kind yeah, of extend, and get creative. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of extend that though, like as well, like creating a video out of the stuff you're making, like as a game, like that whole process, like the beginning of just like opening a new project, like creating all the code creating all the assets and then going and making a video and having to edit the video and then producing like this one mp4 file that is just like an accumulation of all of that stuff is like one of the most rewarding things like yeah uh, i think documenting your yeah. progress is like really helpful just to see how far you've come and yeah. it's cool because like you can just go back and watch everything like even if like no one else watches it it's cool to make those like devlogs and things just for yourself yeah, that's that's the thing with a lot of my like videos that I've personally made. I make the games, but I don't really think about anyone actually playing them. Like my goal when making the game is like, <laughs> how can I make a video of it? Because my games aren't like the, the the most amazing games in the world, right? Like I, I normally do <laughs> the ones that I make for my videos at least are just like challenges that I've done in like a a weird way. I'm sure you can relate to this, Jacob. 
but like yeah you um, kind of copied me yeah that's uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um anyway and like <laughs> and um like like what i produce from that is like i'm always thinking in the back of my mind this is going to become a video you know like the, the python video that we did for example like i i learned so much from just programming that and then also thinking in the back of my mind i'm gonna make a really good video out of this like that's <laughs> that's what i enjoy the most about it really it's just creating the whole project you know yeah that makes sense i guess it's like a different kind of form of creation because like if your games aren't that like substantial like it's like the goal is like to make a video out of your games it's not to make a game yeah it's funny because you know i've gotten criticism um on my videos in the past about like making making games just for videos and they're saying how like oh that's so shallow compared to actually just making a game Mm -hmm. But I'm like, but what's the other way you're making a game to make money? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you're making it because you, you enjoy doing it. It doesn't matter if you're doing it for a video. It doesn't matter if you're making it for your friend. It doesn't matter if you're making it for money. You're just doing it because you want to, you know? Um, yeah. But it is, it's extremely rewarding, like seeing it all put together. And, you know, in art school, we had to make process books for all of our assignments. And it was the most annoying thing. But looking back, it was sweet to see like how you go from a sketch to a rough draft, to a final version of a piece. And then you could show people that. You can take people on this journey. Um, so so I think like documenting it is like a really awesome part. I think that all of us are really lucky that we get to do and share with people. So yeah. Yeah. I think one piece sure. of advice I have yeah. is like even if you don't post it anywhere, just make videos like about your games. Like even if you're just like talking to your camera, like saying like, all right, today I did this. I think it's super helpful. It's super cool to be able to see your progress yeah i 100% agree with that like if you are starting game development like i remember when i first started i was making tutorials of all things and i i definitely wasn't qualified to make tutorials but like for those tutorials i would specifically go out and learn about something so that i could then make a tutorial on it like it's just like having that end goal of making a video definitely pushes you towards actually finishing what you're doing yeah i guess that makes sense too it kind of holds you accountable and it's kind of motivating like i don't think i'd be motivated to make games without youtube to be honest yeah that's why for me like i was saying just to tie it back to what i was saying my end goal is just kind of just to grow on on youtube maybe like on twitch stuff like that and just be able to like make things that people like whether it's like videos live streams maybe games eventually too yeah yeah reese uh what do you think your end goal is with game dev and honestly, I mean, I just, this is kind of like whatever, but I don't really, you know, I don't really think of it as like an end goal necessarily. Um, but I guess kind of like my my plans for the future um, is just to continue making games, kind of like what Good Guess was saying. And, and what I think, I'm not sure if we touched on it, but I think that Nintendo does a really good job, again, using that example, of being able to create experience that's more than just a game uh like when i uh, when you play through let's say a a zelda game or uh, a mario game or something you're you're not just playing it because you're trying to pass time but you're kind of playing this world you're trying to like fill out this world and and explore uh these like creative minds of the people that built this game and so i in that sense kind of as well like obviously nintendo's good inspiration for me as well um so i would just say like i think that i'm more of a game developer over a like youtuber 
Um, but I, I've just been finding myself really enjoying uh, drawing stuff, you know, uh, whether it's con- for like contract work. I started getting into like selling artworks. Yeah. Honestly, I just want to be able to live and, and be free and, you know, like travel, create new experiences so that I can make better games. I want to, my biggest thing, last, last point on this, but my biggest, uh, I guess, kind of like goal is to just give experiences that yeah. aren't out there yet to people. Um, and, and I'm doing that through video games, but you know, in any way I can, you know, maybe I end up being a musician or something, but in, in any way or whatever skill I develop, I want to just be able to portray emotion and yeah, give people an experience that they've ever That's That's actually pretty before. interesting. Yeah. The, the director for uh, Breath of the Wild, he said that when they were hiring people, they, they first started out with like 10 people on their team. And then by the end of um, Breath of the Wild's development, it, they had like 300 people and they didn't hire people wow. based off if they were good at gaming They're like we don't care if you're good at gaming they hired people based off of if they had a hobby like hey i love fishing i love mountain climbing i love uh, like scuba diving one guy does like cave yeah. spelunking um and those mechanics a lot of them got added to breath of the wild because they liked it because oh that's cool what yeah, that, that like, interesting instead of just encouraging like hey let's make a game like they were saying no what's something inspires yeah, you how can experience. you experience yeah, yeah because i suppose experience. those people are going to work harder like on the thing that they're interested in so say somebody's interested in like rock climbing or something and they want to add rock climbing to the game then you'd probably assign that person to developing the rock climbing systems or whatever because exactly that's something they enjoy and they're going to come into work every day feeling like you know they're actually working on something they want to work yeah, you're you're passionate yeah you're passionate about it yeah 100 yeah the um valve actually do this where at valve once you get hired you can work on whatever game you want so like whatever projects they have going on they let you like an assign yourself to one of them and you don't just get like slotted into the machine i guess yeah you actually that get makes to... sense. that's really cool actually yeah if you get crammed into a you know a place you're not gonna have any freedom you're not gonna you're gonna be doing it because someone's forcing you to do it and not because you actually want to be a part of the team yeah. and you know make it successful yeah. yeah and then like going back to like breath of the wild i think it's cool when people like take inspiration from things other than games like i think a lot of like indie games they're based off of like other games but there's like other things you can take inspiration from like you were saying which is interesting yeah. i think well, a lot of older games did that well because there weren't any you know existing games to like hmm. you know base your yeah i mean that's of. why there's a that's why there's a motorcycle in Breath of the Wild because the I think it was the producer, one, someone who likes <laughs> motorcycles, and and that was their hobby. And they kept apparently they whispered, to, I can't think of the producer's name, but they kept whispering in his ear. He's like, "Add the cycle, add the cycle," <laughs> <laughs> until he did it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess well, at the end uh, of the day, I think art curious. is just like it's in it's trying to be like uh, your interpretation of reality. I I guess that's kind of like what I viewed as. So it's like, and and I think game development is a form of art, uh, okay, you know, like sure. music, all the, all the aspects, like developing a game, doing the art, doing the music, all this stuff kind of comes together. But yeah, I mean, you're just trying to create a unique experience. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Just to finish off my question, I guess I'll answer it myself. Um, yes. I actually, I actually don't know what my end goal is. Um, oh. <laughs> a, a part of me like wants to go and start an indie studio and make cool games because you know there's a part of me that like enjoys all aspects of game development 
there's a part of me that wants to you know make youtube videos of, of course that isn't exactly viable forever but i enjoy as i say the process of making something and then also making a video on it and bringing that out and doing the challenges but then there's also a part of me that you know wants to go as far as i can just programming and seeing how high i can get there and maybe go and work at like a game studio but recently i've definitely thought like a lot more about actually working as a game developer rather than just as a programmer um so i think wh whatever i do go into um it's definitely going to be game development related uh, i'm just not sure which way i'm going to go yeah i mean yeah, that's, I think the, that's something that's we can all agree part. on <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah. sure I, I don't think i don't think the the end goal is to plan out your future i i think that <laughs> you know it's just a it's a web of opportunities right yeah so we don't know what the technology is going to be like 10 years from now True. 30 years from now so it's like i don't think especially in the tech world i don't think that we can predict what our lives are going to look like i i know that i try to do this like a lot <laughs> yeah. you know i'm always trying to figure out where where's my next income coming from or you know where's my next project at the end of the day, I think we have to be able to embrace that side of the unknown, right? Because we don't know. We don't have control over what, what the world's going to look like in 30 years. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's good to have an open mind. I think it's good that yeah. we're all kind of not sure exactly what we want to do. It's, it's just, uh, opens the opportunities. It's uh -huh. just enjoying the process, you know? Like, because, yeah. you know, who knows? Like, last year was a weird year that no one expected and you know we're just <laughs> yeah. what we're doing what we're doing now so i think the main thing is you know staying curious always wanting to learn and just you know doing stuff because you're passionate about it and it's not always going to be fun you know sometimes your passions are hard work but i think ultimately um who knows where we'll be at but i'm sure it'll like it'll be one heck of a journey yeah sure question jack <laughs> thank you all Great right question. i guess i guess it's my question now guys so this has a bit of background, but you you know the indie game like Spelunky? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so the developer, Derek Yu, he made this article that I thought was kind of fitting where basically he took situations where he saw developers get stuck a lot and created some fictional like indie dev archetypes out of them. So there's like the daydreamer who basically has a lot of ideas, but doesn't do anything with them. The inventor who makes a bunch of prototypes because they find them interesting, but then they quickly lose interest once they have to actually expand on these ideas. Then there's like the burrower who digs deep into like these like challenging technical stuff, but forgets about the bigger picture. So my question in short is basically what indie game dev archetype are you? Hmm. Okay. How about we like- I think this is dope. I think we switch it around first and we're like, I think we should like uh, choose for yeah. somebody else. Pin, pin each other. Yeah, yeah each other oh yeah. boy <laughs> I, I, I agree i think I agree. we start with jacob <laughs> someone pins start. me or i pin someone else no 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 we're pinning you we're pinning you yeah oh, so gosh. i okay. definitely know what jacob is i think i know <laughs> i think i know i think it's i think it might be clear i don't know <laughs> are we gonna say on three are we gonna say on three or what? He, he's definitely not the daydreamer i can no, say no 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 uh, ready just just three. someone rip band-aid one Borrower. Oh, I think he's a borrower. Yeah, I'm gonna really? say borrower as well. I see myself in both. I mean, I can see that. 
I can see that for sure. Yeah. I think I would um, be I, an inventor. Like I would fall into that trap if I made bigger games, but all of my games, like their scope is basically non-existent. Yeah, that's true. That's I think true. In okay, terms yeah. of like I would, your I would ideas, say brewer. Yeah, that's you, you are very good at coming up with ideas, but in terms of like your <laughs> projects, I feel like you start them and then you you just like have to get everything perfect like you're definitely perfect. all my games are yeah shallow and yeah like i think i fit into the borough like i remember for the gmtk game jam like it was like 48 hours right or no i think it was 70 i don't know it doesn't matter but the point is i spent most of the time like trying to make like procedural animations and sdl for the player character and then i had no time to make actual gameplay or fix any bugs <laughs> and the game right, wasn't good right. and yeah. that happens all the time like well, yeah. I think if you even if you look at your videos, like a lot of your videos are just challenging. Like, hey, I'm gonna port something on the Wii or the, <laughs> you know, the PSV or whatever. Like, and yeah. most people aren't doing that. Most people are using Scratch. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. So you definitely. Dive I get what you those. mean. I think like you always see people say like, uh, "Guys, make small games. Always don't overscope. Like, scope creep killed scope my creep. game." <laughs> <laughs> but like i think i kind of have like the opposite problem where my games have no scope at all all my games are shallow and they probably could be expanded more like with reese when we did our game jam for uh rackies like that yeah. that was the most That's like the in-depth game i had ever made i feel like <laughs> it could which be is cool. kind of sad considering it's like a pico 8 like 8-bit dungeon crawler but like i think I kind of like pushed myself because I guess we had ideas that we wanted to make and stuff. Jacob, I think a cool video for you would be to just like make a game, like take like you know go back from all these challenges nice. and just I made a game. Think, <laughs> think of something. You're, <laughs> think of something you're comfortable with, like an engine or whatever, and just make a game and see how far you can take it. You know, make I a think, game. I think yeah, that, cool. that's scary. That's actually that would actually be a challenge for me. Yeah, or, or even 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 scarier. Don't even use like like programming language. Use like a visual script because then then you can't uh, get caught up in the weeds with that. Uh, and it's just purely about the game logic, and that's yeah, that's I, hard. True. That's true. Yeah, I I that's can't true. spend ten hours on procedural animations. There was also the Python <laughs> game I made where most of the development was me making a rainbow scrolling background. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think I spent like a, like more hours on that than the rest of the game. So yeah, I guess Brewer is my indie so, game dev archetype. Yeah, so the biggest risks involved with the Brewer says rabbit holes and death loops. So polishing. I see that. Yeah. I mean, my games, I I definitely see the death loop. The thing is though, you always right. leave the polish till the end, but then you actually get it done, you know? Like if like for you, Jacob, you'll always be messaging me at like, like 9 9 p.m or something and the game's due at like 2 a.m and you'll be like all right it's time to grind now and the game will just like double in terms of polish in that time <laughs> it's like the last 10 percent of like the of like your development is like like 50 percent of the actual game if that makes sense you know yeah he's a hustler yeah, I, oh man I guess, that last yeah, day I've, I've never failed a game jam i guess that's one thing i have <laughs> going go. for that's myself. true yeah i have Fair enough you... I love yeah, that word death the, uh... loop. That sounds so intense. Yeah, I can list a few game jams that Jack <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the Tantan Art Pack Jam, where <laughs> yes. basically Tantan hosted this game jam where it was like, he gave us all an art pack. It was like a Mrs's kind of style thing. Um, totally wasn't a copy, though. No, and I, I got a bit held up during that week. And um, 
literally there was five of us those four finished their games i had like a half complete <laughs> game and i said to tantan i was like look this isn't gonna happen i am very sorry about this and um so instead i just like i said if you want if you really want me to i can record some like advice as to why i failed because i feel like that's quite valuable you know um what went wrong you know i i may have overscoped i might have uh you know sp- spent too long on it on, on like a feature at the beginning whatever uh but yeah i guess you'll have to watch the video if you want to know go watch go. Tantan's okay so video. guys what what archetype is is jack then oh god uh, we ready do we have do we do we think we know I, hmm. okay hold on, let's think through this because i feel like at least in my personal opinion i don't think any of us are daydreamers here you know um yeah daydreamers are people Jack's who don't finish games oh <laughs> i think jack's a daydreamer you know why you know this is like this is no this is no salt dude this is no like it's, it's all fun and games here. kind of a roast actually the reason that i think that jack's a daydreamer is because he makes these like sick games he makes these really cool games he'll finish it like it'll be a done game it's like he could do so much more with it that he just like he just like doesn't do i know? i like, completely agree with this yeah like you'll I mean, like you'll make like a like super the game um, uh, you guys just keep I mean, flattering me go on go on no i think the daydreamers <laughs> you know you're like, all of them it's just it's all scope creep it's like let's make a game where a guy explodes. yeah i feel like the daydreamer is like the true. opposite that's true. That's where true. okay you, like, okay okay yeah have he, all these he ideas the in your head yeah daydreamers everyone in the chat or in the comments section of like yeah a everyone game in the comments video. of my videos i think okay, hey at one point <laughs> damn yeah, we can't be at roasting one point, everyone was a daydreamer yeah yeah yes. i am um, yes yes i do agree with the inventor but the kind of both because for me like i would say inventor like for example i do a lot of stuff on twitter where i just make very small prototypes that are really polished but it's like one very core feature like the other day i made this like sine wave visualizer where it had like a few parameters you could switch and like a color shift and stuff like that and in terms of that like i do enjoy making lots of little prototypes um and over like the christmas period i made like i must have made like 10 games because i just really wanted to get into something and none of them worked out and that's where my like five failed games video came from. Um, I said it was like five right. failed games over 2020, but they were pretty much all in December. Because um, around that time, I just <laughs> I just couldn't think of anything I actually wanted to do. Um, but Daydreamer definitely, because when I start something, like as time goes on, I like very much lose enthusiasm. And that last push where Jacob's really good at like polishing and stuff, I I don't have that. Like I have like burst throughout but then at the end i just really want to get things finished and that's something i really need to improve yeah, so i guess you would be the inventor because the also the biggest risks the biggest uh downfall is death loops restarting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. going back to the beginning trying something new mm-hmm. yeah I, f- I feel like this is probably the most common archetype at least that i see is inventor um, yeah, that's most, especially like with the whole YouTube game developer thing. Like that's kind of like, that's kind of like the entire niche. Everyone makes little projects, like game jam videos, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's good. Guess it's done. Oh boy, I actually have to think. I mean, so what were the three? It was Borrower, Inventor, and Daydream. Are they the three we're going with? Yeah. Wait, hold on. There's also Wanderer. Which does that one make make any sense? Let's, let's, or... let's read it. So the Wanderer would love to be a professional game developer, but aside of being a fan of games, they have trouble finding creative inspiration. 
I don't think that's good, Gis. <laughs> I feel like Trouble I could fit in that. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. uh, he could be a wanderer. Jacob could be a wanderer, too. <laughs> My games are really uh, shallow. Like, if I'm working by myself, like, I don't have great ideas <laughs> yeah. on how to, like, push my games further yeah um, so i guess everybody gets like two categories then because i mean everyone's kind of like i don't know everyone's either like an inventor or a brewer so we just like pick two i guess I so mean, jack it would be an inventor and a daydreamer, daydreamer, daydreamer. yeah jacob would definitely and, be inventor and borrower um yeah i feel like these are kind of like star signs though like they're very vague i feel like anyone could place <laughs> yeah. themselves in them it's true. Yeah, yeah, they're they're generic enough. I I do think one of these I think. Accurately okay, let's think about this, boys, because I I'm finding this one difficult. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know about Gugus or Reese to be it. honest. I don't think I have to think. I don't think he's the daydreamer, because uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I think you have lots and lots of ideas, but I feel like you execute on them quite well. So I I don't think you're the daydreamer. Yeah, I fact that I, I was just i was just talking to good guess mark i was just talking i was just talking to good guess and uh you know he showed me like 50 of his prototypes so <laughs> oh you think <laughs> oh you think he's a day uh, maybe that's what he's referring to himself i think as. i think he's a daydreamer i think he's a daydreamer because he's got some real like guy ideas there you know? i guess like, i've only really seen this like, guy's trying to make mmo no May yeah maybe maybe i, I i'm basing this <laughs> off like what i know of mark's games and so we i've spoken to mark quite a bit but i haven't we haven't really spoken about like games and stuff you know like stuff we've actually done so yeah, i'm basing this really. kind of off like what i've seen from his videos and stuff so maybe maybe in the in the back like 80 different games get made before a video comes out from mark you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah, I, I think that's solid true. i think that's solid i think we go with daydreamer is that what you're thinking of mark I think no, so. so I am by far. I'm definitely inventor, and the reason being is inventor is someone that picks up. They work on a project once it's fresh, it's fun, it's beautiful, and they have this golden hour where it's like a week or two that they're working on the game. They're implementing all these mechanics. They get this really polished beginning of a game, yeah. and then once you get to the middle section where you have to actually keep yeah. adding content and stuff, they drop it. They move on to something else. And yeah, one of the I biggest think risks that's more fitting is restarting. And literally, my next video is about how I restarted. I tried to make the same game seven <laughs> times over a span of eleven years. Oh so God! I I love <laughs> making little prototypes. That's why I always have footage in my videos because I make these little prototypes. I'll make one a week almost, or every other week I'll just make something. I won't get very far because it, I just like the process of starting with a clean slate. Yeah, I completely um, agree with it, this. You know, I yeah, I I definitely think think you fit into this. Um, yeah, the the idea of like when you start something it's so much more like engaging to you and once you've worked on it's it so much bit, fun yeah it stuff starts to slow down you kind of have these big tasks that you need to complete but you don't really want to you'd much rather like work on something else but you can't because you need the task right. to be done and it's like yeah you definitely get to this point um where it's like damn i don't know if i want to keep doing this you know like it's it's really difficult but then once you get past that you kind of have like waves of that where things just get like done really quickly and then you get to a halt where you have to work on something big um and it's just getting yeah those, i guess i think like going back to what we were we were talking about earlier with like visual feedback like when you first start making a game like 
everything you do has pretty big implications. Like you get a character on the screen, you move around, like you're making like these like basic sy systems that are super engaging. Yeah. But then once you get to like mid development, it's like there's less impact. Like you're doing lots of work, but like there's not as much um change in your game. Yeah. There's, so there's things no get kind of stale, and then yeah, it's just not as fun. That's that's the hardest part. And like I, what I find is if I'm working on a longer project like D Drop Dynasty, what I have to do is I can't plan the whole game out because if I do, then I get bored because after a while that invention becomes old yeah. and I want to do something else. So the way I get motivated again is I think of something totally different. I, if if I haven't created yet, like say a new location, I scrap the location I was going to work on and do something totally different um, just because it's new and fresh and it feels like, oh, I'm doing something different, you know? Um, okay. Because otherwise... Yeah, once you get in that, uh, the article calls it a swamp area, that middle section. Um, it's it's boring. And like you maybe you're working on code and literally nothing changes. It's only stuff in the back end. You may make a saving system, but you don't even have like all your saving stuff in yet. It's like, or especially someone coming from like a graph designer perspective, that's rough because like to me, fix mean progress. More characters, more artwork, more level design means progress and if i don't see anything it's like rip you know yeah time to restart <laughs> <laughs> yeah. time to make a new game <laughs> especially you're um saying you don't like to plan stuff out that's something that i wish i did more is plan things out but then i don't know like with this game that i'm making at the moment the one game in one month kind of thing like i haven't planned anything i've literally just woken up and been like what do i want to work on and that's been so much more enjoyable than in the past where i've had like a trello board set up and I have tasks that I need to get done. Um, yeah, I mean, I think certain things should be planned out. But, like, I agree with what sure. we were saying earlier. Like, if you plan out an entire game in your head, it's like the game is finished. And then you're just, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah it's... translating it to the screen. But if you're making it as you go, it's definitely more engaging. Like, coming up with new areas and stuff. Because it feels like, you know, you're doing something new instead of just doing things that have already been in your head for a long time. Yeah, and think uh, about it. You're gonna do something much better if you're passionate about. It. Like, say you were gonna make like a water area in a game. I'm not directly referencing Dewdrop. If people are wondering, <laughs> yeah, but say I, you're gonna I make a water that area. Video. <laughs> um, Delman. and then, but then you, you're like, ah, uh, you're not really interested in it. But then you think I'm gonna make like a savanna. I don't know why savanna, but you're gonna make a much better area if you're actually passionate about it than just being like, I guess I'm gonna make a water area. You know, like, so there is like keeping things fresh and having being passionate about it and not forcing yourself because like you said it is it is rough like oh now i had this whole idea now i just have to do all the work that doesn't sound like fun um but at the same time you can't you can't be like sliding around with mechanics and be like okay actually this game's not gonna be side scroller it's gonna be a 3d side scroller <laughs> like you can't do that like that's why that's literally yeah. the death loop right there yeah. is you end up restarting yeah, that's what I was going to say is you you can definitely have some spontaneous like ideas, but I think structure is also uh, important, at least for like long term projects, right? Like, yeah, it's like an outline, uh, you know, it's like an outline yeah, for like yeah. a speech. You don't want to write it, you know, word by word. You just want to give the bullets so you know that you're hitting those bullets, but then you have, you know, you're not going to off make track. it sound natural. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. like with anything, it's like a balance, and some people lean more toward one side than another, just depending on themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you guys think it's time to pin Reese? Yeah, yeah I, I reckon. 
I honestly don't know with Reese. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because cause you've actually released games, right? Yeah. Like, commercially. Uh, I, I mean, none successful. <laughs> yeah, but... Yet. Like, pers Hoping to change success. that with Monster Tribe, but... Yeah, wishlist it on Steam, guys. Okay, I've actually got an answer for this. From Me too. I have an answer. I've it's probably not what you guys think it is, though. No, I don't think yours is what I'm thinking of, but... From what I've, <laughs> from when I've spoken to Reese about like his previous games, um, he told me about like how when when he started them out, like he didn't really have any direction and he just wanted to make a game. And you know, you said you had like for uh, Shield Shock or is is it Shield Shock? Yeah, yeah. You said that like you weren't too proud of that, but when like you didn't really have much direction during development, right? No, I'd, not really. That I'd, was a build as you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that kind of puts you in the daydreamer category of like, I, I think you're very motivated with your ideas, but maybe, you know, you don't know how to put the blocks together sometimes, you know? I mean, that's kind of like a wanderer, right? When you're, when you don't have the creative inspiration, but like, I mean, I'm not saying that you, that you don't create inspiration, but I'm saying that kind of fits oh, what you're doing. No, I, 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 I kind of think I'm it's not, the no, opposite. I'm not calling you out or anything. <laughs> no, it's all, no, 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 no. It's all, it's all fun and games, guys. I'm kind of saying the opposite to that, though. I think Reese has a lot of creative inspiration. Like, I think he has oh, a lot of ideas, but he just finds it difficult maybe to, uh, or in the past has found it difficult to actually find out what he needs to channel that inspiration into and what project he wants to work on and stuff, you know? I can, yeah. I can see that. I kind of see that still kind of as a wanderer. Like, you're, yeah, you're I mean, I see that as a wanderer. Game idea. Yeah. yeah. It's, def it's definitely both. So, yeah, what do you guys say? I'll give my input. I almost want to say a daydreamer mixed with a wanderer, which I know is it's kind of weird because they're kind of opposite to each other. But <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, I agree with you guys. I was going to say Daydreamer because, uh, um, I'm, I mean, I think that because it's like my biggest weakness, I work on it. So maybe it doesn't show too much, but I definitely have an issue with, I get into an idea, I'm like sucked. And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, I guess kind of the opposite of like, like Jack and, and Jacob, where it's like, once I'm into an idea, I'm thinking of, how can I expand this to the fullest? And then, you know, you start, I don't know, man, like it's just this massive ADHD, like, <laughs> I don't even know, but it's like, it just goes from like, okay, it's, you know, we're going to take this little robot. And then it's like, if we take the robot and we remove his legs and that's a cool mechanic. And then it's like, what if we give the robot a gun? And then actually, hold on, let's like scrap this whole thing. And like, now he's like a robot in a robot. And there's like 10 different <laughs> robots that you can customize. Like, it's like, it's always just yeah. like, you know, Pushing something like way too far, I think, especially like, like growing up, um, like I, uh, created game ideas for like 10 years before I even touched a piece of coding. Um, but I just, you know, would think of all of these elaborate ideas that would start as just one thing, but it would end up being 50 different mechanics in one game. Um, so I think that like actually working again, like, I don't think that anybody's pinning anybody here under like you're a bad game developer um yeah. but Jacob again, it's just categorizing is. so <laughs> i think that that's kind of like yeah definitely so i mean even with monster monster tribe like still find myself sometimes like okay we need to cut back like like there's yeah. there's too much stuff going on right now like 
Yeah. And um, so yeah, I think I think Daydreamer for sure. Yeah, I feel like like what you were saying about like pinning people like no one's a bad game developer. I feel like they kind of balance each other out. Like when we were working on our game jam game, I feel like we definitely did like balance each other out. Like I was yeah. kind of worried oh, about like overscoping, but you had all these like good ideas like the like chest like the lock and key i don't know i won't go into like specifics but like basically like yeah. i think it definitely pushed me to make a more like in-depth game so right really it's all of like these a, the... can kind of be like strengths too well and and oh, I, sure. I realized that yeah 100 percent. like that's something like re i realized a couple of years ago that i was like had that inventor personality where i would create i could i could start projects and i could get people motivated and i could get a nice a good progress and what I ended up doing was I surround myself with people that were good at finishing things, like good at, during a project, like midway and towards the end. And because of that, that's a lot of the games that you see that are finished are because of those people that have kept me on track or worked with me. That I was like, right. you know, the, the the fantasy, the the magic wore off. And then I was like, oh, not going to work. And then they were excited, though. So that helped me kind of like find excitement, too. So it is like. You know, obviously you want to work on these areas and get better, but, you know, it's relying on other people that excel in those other areas so that you can kind of build each other up. I feel like it's the easiest way. And that's kind of what a team is anyway. Yeah, yeah for sure. Reese, yeah. you need to watch Actually, my scope creep video because that's your biggest risk is overscoping and uh, feature creep. <laughs> I'll watch it six oh, don't times. Oh, I've watched it six times. Whoa, that <laughs> no. was weird. Jinx. No. <laughs> I got to make a part two. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing um, about these archetypes is they kind of, we all have a little bit of each of them inside of us, you know, like. For either, sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Everyone everyone will. Like any yeah. any game developer will. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like different phases, you know. You go through different bits where you get really into yeah. something. That's the borrower, you know. Um, you got the finisher when you actually finish your first project. Like, they're, they're all at different stages, and I think everyone definitely has. Yeah, and sometimes you kind phases. of overlook them too because you think of ways to, like, I guess kind of covered up like for me like i never really realized that i wasn't good at finishing games because all my games are super small scope like i was saying mm -hmm. so like when i first read this article i'm like okay that's not me but then i read it a couple more times and i'm like okay yeah i probably could <laughs> have games that are a bit more finished <laughs> right yeah i mean that, that's the Enough. i feel like finishing the game finishing games is like the hardest thing you know yeah. How many games, prototypes well, have I made and not finished? I've probably made like 200 prototypes and I've finished probably 12 games, 20 games in my life. Yeah, it's just being consistent the whole way through the development because you're definitely going to get to points where you just don't want to work on it. And then there's other yeah. points where you just really want to work on it and you've got to find the balance where you kind of keep this constant acceleration throughout and yeah. stay at the same level. Okay, That's like a so skill let's, of a tone, okay. really. Let's wrap so, this up in a neat little bow tie because we're coming in on time here. <laughs> Um, any final thoughts that you guys have? Any final? I think Reese, you were gonna say something. Oh, I, I was gonna ask a question, but if if we're short on time, maybe we'll keep it for another episode. We'll save for we'll save it for next time. All right, we'll, we'll yeah yeah. We'll it's it's a good question. So we'll we'll save it for the next one. Yeah, I guess that means you have to subscribe, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you Yo, guys, guys this is it. not scripted. If you, if you guys made it this far into the podcast, you, you sat here through 47 minutes of of this. You get the, the gold elf award from Gigas. Guys, looking elf at our statistics, I don't only 0% of, of our viewers are subscribed. So yeah. make sure to subscribe. It's free, <laughs> and you can always unsubscribe later if you want. Uh, 
yeah also make sure to check out all these guys' channels they do some pretty cool stuff um and their twitter accounts maybe there'll be links maybe there won't uh just look up their names if you look at me on twitter i have three o's oh really i mean we can link youtube's twitters and discords we're actually all we're all on featured channels as well so when you go on the channel that'll be one of the first things you see Sure, sweet. Uh, but yeah, if you are if you are gonna check us out, you can skip over Reese. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would skip over Bargy too, cause like, <laughs> I mean, I won't go into any specific details, but yeah, there's some yeah. anything on his channel you can just get from my channel. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm. I feel like you might have taken some inspiration from me, if we look back at the history. Oh man. Oh no. We we bounce off each other. Go watch Polymars hey. and mine collab. He's the only e-celeb here. Yeah, it's he's the only sad. one that thinks he's an e-celeb here. Yeah, I'm actually famous. <laughs> no, I, I don't actually. I don't want people in the comments to think I have like a big ego. It, it, it's a joke, guys. It's <laughs> yeah. Sarcasm. He doesn't want you to think he has one, but he definitely does. Yeah. We we're sarcasm all... doesn't really work on the internet. He he wouldn't let Gugis join the podcast until he subscribed to his tier three Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is actually exclusive. This is the Polymars podcast. Um, if you want to join, be a guest. It actually, it's gonna cost you. Yeah, five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, <laughs> the opportunity. No, no backers. Anyway, all right. Well, guys, we had some great conversations. We had we learned a little bit about each other. I feel like a little bit closer with all of you. Yeah. Um, if you like this channel, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned next time when we're going to talk about some other spicy things so stay stay awesome and don't be trashy bye, bye guys Peace.